chapter 3. Welcome to everyone this evening. If you're a guest with us this evening, we welcome you. We're so glad to have you in service with us this evening. Come back next Sunday, it'll be different. Praise God. Amen. I should have went by Safeway and bought one of them little oxygen canisters before I came tonight. Matthew chapter 3, I want to read one verse to you as I begin. I want to say this, well, I'll say that in a minute. So, Matthew chapter 3, verse number 11, John the Baptist speaking. Says, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes I am not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you. He shall, he shall immerse you, submerge you with the Holy Ghost and, and with fire. Message Bible says it like this. I'm baptizing you here in the river, turning your old life in for a kingdom life. The real action comes next. The main character in this drama, compared to him, I'm a mere stagehand. <laughs> the main character will ignite the kingdom life within you. A fire within you. The Holy Spirit within you, changing you from the inside out. The complete Jewish Bible says it this way, it's true that I am immersing you in water so that you might turn from sin to God. But the one coming after me is more powerful than I. I'm not worthy to even carry his sandals. And He will immerse you in the Ruach HaKodesh. I'm sure my Hebrew is not. But basically that's the Hebrew there for the Spirit of God. He will immerse you in the Spirit of God and, and in fire. Father, thank You for the privilege of being in Your presence again tonight. Thank You for this opportunity to join together and lift up the name that is above every other name. Thank you for the privilege of knowing your name. Thank you for the privilege of being filled with your spirit. God, I pray that there would be a work of your spirit done in our hearts and our lives tonight. I pray, God, that you would speak to us tonight. I pray that your anointing would rest upon this sanctuary tonight, God. I pray that there would be a divine work and move of the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus Christ. I trust you, God, for your anointing tonight. I depend on you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You can be seated. It is one of my sincere desires that anything I ever preach or teach that it is in the proper context, that it is in alignment with Scripture. I, I said it this morning, I had the privilege, my wife and I had the privilege of going to uh, Baltimore this morning. Brother and uh, Sister Bond um, have launched out 
started a daughter work. It's been several months now. Um, so we had the we had the privilege to go and preach there this morning. And man, from the very moment service started, you could feel the presence and the power of God in that little room. wasn't any AC, and you wouldn't think that'd be an issue in November, but it is. But wow, what a just what a great move of God. And and I said it. Um, I, I think I said it in that service, yes, I said it in that service this morning, and I've said it many other times, but you you can take, you can pretty much find a verse in the Bible to say whatever you want to say. That's how we've ended up with people telling people that all you have to do to be saved is just confess the Lord as your personal Savior and you're saved. You take a verse out of context. Context of a verse is extremely important. And and a lot of false doctrine, I believe, has come from the fact somebody's taken a verse and ignored the context. And so I, it, it, is, it is, I mean, the bottom line is I've, I've got to stand before God one day and give an account. And uh, I, I, I care about my soul. I want to go to heaven. Paul said he he didn't want to preach to others and then himself become a castaway. I feel the same way. I don't want to preach to others and help them to get to heaven and me miss out. And and you know the the Bible says the teacher has got he's got a double condemnation. You you got to try to live what's preached, but I got to live what's preached. Cuz the preacher's supposed to have it all down even though you know that's not the case. And so I, I, I'm not trying to belabor this point, but it's, it's important to me. I, I, I never, I, I, I've heard, and, and I, I'm not here to presume that it was done intentionally, but I, I've sat and heard messages. I've, I've heard others tell me about messages they've heard that something was taken, at least from my understanding of Scripture, was completely taken out of context. And, and so I, I don't want to do that. I, I, I value my soul. I value your soul. So I'm saying all of that because over the last couple of days as this verse has been in my spirit and I have dug into it, tried to study it and find out whatever it was God wanted me to say tonight. If you, if you read what various commentaries say about this verse, there's actually not really any complete agreement and there are there are those that that they 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 believe in the context of the verses before and the verses after that in the context of this that in essence they they think that this idea of being baptized with the holy ghost and with fire that 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 is in essence a negative thing that 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 fire there is is kind of in essence judgment it's it's judgment on those that are sort of not repentant, not changing, and and so that that's one of the that's one of the sides, at least one side. There may be more than two, but that's one of the sides of the perspective on this verse. And, and but then the other perspective, and it's what I feel like the Lord has given me tonight to use. And and so I'm just I'm being upfront and honest with you because. It, uh, I, 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 I take this responsibility very seriously. 
But I, I, I believe, while I'm not saying it may not apply in that way, I do think there's at least another application. Because John said that he would baptize. He said, I, I, I'm here and I'm, I'm baptizing you with water unto repentance. And, and that was a positive thing. That was a good thing. Baptism isn't a bad thing. What John was preaching and having them do was a good thing. It needed to be done. So I have a little bit of trouble thinking that in the same verse, when John is saying the one coming after me is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost, but with the Holy Ghost and fire, I kind of have trouble thinking that all of a sudden the fire there is negative. Because if he's going to baptize, and John was he wasn't, to me, he wasn't, he, 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 was, he was telling the crowd that day, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. But it's not just going to be the Holy Ghost. It's going to be with fire. I'll go ahead and just give you the punchline. Some of you might want to go see if the chili's ready and you can get your chili. Because when I tell you my punchline, it might be just too, a little too elementary for you. But I've come tonight to preach to Antioch Central that I believe it's time we need a fresh baptism of the fire of the Holy Ghost. Yeah, we've got the Holy Ghost and we, got, we speak in tongues and, and we do what we do. But I think there's something about the fire. That I don't think it's good enough just to have the Holy Ghost. But you need the Holy Ghost and you need the fire. Because I think part of the context is you can have the Holy Ghost and just kind of keep it to yourself. You can kind of keep it under control. But you don't, you, you don't control fire. The biblical illustrator says the fiery influence qualifying for work. If God baptized us with fire, it is because he means to fit us for the hot and tremendous for a hot and tremendous work. The Holy Ghost and fire. As we heard a couple of Friday nights ago at gather fuego. That's that's a just about the extent, unfortunately, of my Spanish. He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. We, we have become, well, I, I, uh, I am 51 now. So at 51, I think I'm now qualified to say some things. I'm not a kid anymore. I ain't no kid no more. I used to say things but be really reluctant because I was too young to say them, but I ain't young no more. I know all you kind 70 and 80 and 90-year-old, you are, I know from that, but these guys sitting on the front row, they don't think I'm young. (laughs) I've been thinking about it lately. I'm not so sure that Oh, Lord. I'm not so sure that one of the collateral damages of 2020 is that more than ever before, the church is developing a middle class and up doctrine. Oh, Lord. This is... 
I'm already where I was not planning to go. I don't think, I, I don't think the uh, lower income people of, of, of this nation, forget the rest of the world, of this nation are all worried about their lattes and frappes and whatever else A's and when you're just when you're just trying to get by paying your your, your bills, the bare minimum bills, you, you're not driving by the coffee shop dropping five, six bucks every couple of days. Now we got all these cool, you know, we're, we're going to have some, we're going to have some refreshments and whatever things that we're going to do in the new foyer, but th- that's going to be a, the side thing. And, and, and we got all these, these, you know, cool little things the church world is doing today. That I, I, I think it's, it, I think it's missing. It, it, it's missing some. Oh, Lord. And, and I think one reason we've got there is because we have worked to control the fire. We, we had a couple of fire pits out here Thursday night. Didn't need them, but we had them. What in the world is going on with this temperature? Lord, have mercy. The, the, they're, 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 that, that's, we, we call that a campfire. Because, in essence, a campfire is controlled. It's got determined boundaries. Whether it's those uh, metal fire pits we had out there Thursday night, or it's like the fire pit I have at home that's got a, a, a circle of blocks that keeps everything stays inside there. I can manage it. I can control it. One of the one of the to me one of the fundamental differences between a campfire and a forest fire is one is controlled. One has got boundaries and borders that have been placed on it. The other has no boundaries. And it's just going to consume everything in its path. I haven't come to preach to you tonight that we need a fresh baptism and a fresh campfire. Because some of you got a campfire. And all you did tonight was just stoke it a little bit. Just got to keep the embers. You know, you can get a, you can have a campfire that gets all the way down to just the coals. And if you got one of my, if you, you've listened lately, you know one of my favorite things to do is sit around the campfire, preferably on at least a cool evening. But and the other thing I like to do besides just chilling while I'm at that campfire is I got a set of bellows. And every now and then I like to just sit there for a few minutes, just fan that flame. Watch those coals change color. A year or two ago, I didn't know they could get yellow. All I'd ever seen was red. I was fanning and blowing so much, they got, they got yellow. You, you can blow on it. And you know what? There, there, there's another message for another night. That thank God some of you still got a few embers. 
And thank God the, the Holy Ghost can blow a little bit and start a new fire. But I got to tell you, I'm so tired of us sitting around always focusing on the negative. There's a chance you could have done some things a while ago to avoid getting to a fire that's just a few coals. But we're not in need of a campfire in 2022. We're not in need of a campfire that we got a little fire going and you can get a little heat by it and you can get, you know, no, no, no. Oh God, 2022, this world is in need of a Holy Ghost forest fire to break out and consume whatever's in its path. I'm going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and, and, and with fire. John Wesley in Wesley's notes on the Bible says, He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. He shall fill you with the Holy Ghost, inflaming your hearts with with that fire of love, which many waters cannot quench. I don't want some little flicker of, of fire of the Holy Ghost that a little bit of adversity, a little bit of trials, a little bit of test is able to put out that fire. I want the kind of fire burning on the inside of me that there is no amount of adversity that's going to put out. It doesn't matter what I go through. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, my fire is going to still be burning because I've got the Holy Ghost and fire and it's keeping me alive y'all catch that I told the worship team what song to sing before I preach tonight John Wesley also said part of some of the one of the greatest religious revivals throughout history He said this, I set myself on fire and people come to watch me burn. I got a question tonight, Antioch Central. Is there anything for somebody to come and watch in you? I don't know about you, and I know I got a different role, and I got a responsibility you don't have. I get all that, but I just, I just got to tell you, I don't want to be the kind of person that when guests show up, they can't tell whether I'm a guest or a member. Because if I got no fire, you might confuse me for being a visitor. But if I got fire, you're going to know I'm not a guest. I'm not gonna act like a guy. I'm not gonna act like I don't know what I'm doing here. You know what? I I I guess I'm just 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 get the old school stuff tonight. I don't know, but I I I wish God would raise up one of those one of those precious sisters. Some of you used to be, but you're not as young as you used to be. So I'm not talking to you right now. I mean, some of them young sisters, because some of you old sisters, if you did this, we have to take you straight to the chiropractor tonight. I'm just, you know what, I don't know what all I'm trying to do here tonight, but I'm just going to tell you one thing I think I'm going to do here tonight. I just want to remind you what this pastor stands for, and by the help of God, what this church is going to be about.
Oh God, give us some, some new, some new precious sisters that the Holy Ghost hits them. And when the Holy Ghost hits them, you better look out because there's going to be bobby pins flying out of hairdos. And if you're not careful, it's coming out so fast it'll stick. Oh, God, don't let us ever not have one of those people that every couple of services or so, something hits them, and it looks like they just stepped into a mud puddle that had an electrical current right in the middle of the mud puddle. Don't make me preach till I get every one of you Holy Ghost people, Holy Ghost filled people moving tonight. Because some of you about to get me stirred up. I'm going to preach as long as it takes to get you doing more than just staring at me. Because if you got the Holy Ghost and you can sit and stare, I'm wondering where your fire is. Ferdinand Foch was a French general and military theorist who served as the supreme allied commander during the First World War. He said the most powerful weapon on earth is the human soul on fire. Oh, God, let a fresh fire of the Holy Ghost sweep from the platform all the way up to the media team, from the right side to the left side, to every person that's sitting at home right now watching online. I pray that a fresh fire of the Holy Ghost would sweep on us and it would be a fire that we cannot contain. You know why some of you can't respond? Because you haven't had the fire. And, the, and therefore you got stuff that if you just get the fire, the fire would burn out. But because you don't have the fire, it's accumulating. You just get a little fresh fire. It burn out the stuff that doesn't belong and renew the stuff that does belong. I think this is one reason why John said he was going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Proverbs 30 and verse 15 in the Message Bible says, A leech has twin daughters named Gimme and Gimme More. Four insatiables. Three things are never satisfied. No, there are four that never say, That's enough, thank you. Hell a barren womb, a parched land, and a forest fire. Never enough. You know what? There, there is only, off the top of my head, there is only one fight that I know of where the, where the victor is already determined. Besides God and the devil. I don't know. That's light and darkness. You never walk into a room that is dark and reach out for the switch with your heart racing, wondering, is this room going to stay dark when I turn on the light or is the light going to take over? The light shined in darkness and the darkness comprehended it not. That, that Greek word comprehend there doesn't mean understand. 
That Greek word there for comprehend means it didn't overtake it can't overtake it. It can't overpower it. I don't care how dark this world is, and it's probably going to get a little darker. There is a light. In fact, the Scripture says there's going to be light at evening time. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care how much badder it may be getting. There's going to be a light that's going to overpower the darkness. You say, well, water and fire. No, no. If water always puts out fire, they would never have an issue with forest fires. Because you get to a point. Oh, God, I want to get to the point. God, I want to get to the point that the fire is burning so intense and so hot that water can't put out the fire. That's the kind of fire... Listen, the way the New Living Translation says it. And then there's a word, I almost, almost don't want to read it because there's a word in here that's kind of slang for us that's not really the most appropriate, but it's not being used in that context here, so please hear it. I'm not using any more euphemisms after a couple weeks ago. I'll just leave that right there. The leech has two suckers that cry out. More, more. It's kind of hard to top the message Bible on that one. Got two daughters. Give me and give me more. There are three things that are never satisfied. No, four that never say enough. The grave. The barren womb. The thirsty desert. And the blazing fire. You know who gets tired of coming to church? The people that get tired of coming to church are the people whose fire. You know, there's a there's a song. Some of you this back in the old Orange Auditorium days. I I appreciate the song and and you know it it's got a place, but it kind of went. Let's see if any of you remember this. It kind of went like this. It's never gone out. It's never gone out. Though Satan has tried many times to make me down. But when I feel that warmth inside, I know my soul is satisfied. The flame has flickered, but the fire has. That's, that's, that's wonderful, and that's for, the, for another message, that's precious. But tonight, I'm tired of celebrating flickering flames that just didn't go out. I heard it just the other day. I don't recommend him anymore. He's gone off the deep end. But Carlton Pearson years ago had a song and talked about old Mother Sherman. He'd see Mother Sherman, and Mother Sherman would always ask him, are you yet holding on? Yes, Mother Sherman. Keep on keeping on, baby. I know every now and then that's all you got to do. That's all you might be able to do is hold on. But I'm going to tell you, the majority of your walk with God is not supposed to be just holding on. 
I, I, this next one is, I, I, I actually like this song. I'm not trying to bash it tonight, but again, the pendulum is on this side tonight. It'll be on the other side next week. I'll keep holding on to Jesus. I'll keep holding. That's a great song. When you're in the valley, that needs to be your song. Though I cannot see the way too clearly, and my steps become so weary, I'll keep holding to his blessed nail-scarred hand. Yeah, yeah. But you and I weren't called to be more than holder-ons. No offense. We weren't called to be holders. There's only one here tonight. We weren't called to be just holding on. We were called to be more than conquerors. Through Him that loved us. Thanks be unto God which giveth us the victory. Thanks be unto God which causeth us to triumph. Jeremiah 20 and 7, and for the sake of time, I'm not going to read the King James. I'll, I'll read it from the New Century Version first. Jeremiah says this, Lord, you tricked me, and I was fooled. You are stronger than I am, so you won. I have become a joke. Everyone makes fun of me all day long. Every time I speak, I shout. I am always shouting about violence and destruction. I tell the people about the message I received from the Lord, but this only brings me insults. The people make fun of me all day long. Sometimes I say to myself, I will forget about the Lord. I make up my mind, I will forget about the Lord. I will not speak anymore in His name. I'm done. Send the emoji with the zipper on the face. Finished. But, I made up my mind. I was done talking about him. But, then his message becomes like a burning fire inside me. Deep within my bones, I get tired of trying to hold it inside of me, and finally I cannot hold it in. I, really, uh, I hate I hate the internet sometimes. I really do. I really do. It used to you didn't have you could say stuff, and it might be on a CD or a cassette, but it wasn't. It won't go show up on church milk. I don't really want to show up there, but I'm going to say it this way, even though I probably could say it a much more dignified way. Some of you, your praise needs a spiritual laxative. Because every time you go to praise, the only way you praise is you got to strain to just get a little praise out. Jeremiah said, I was trying to hold it in. 
I, I came to church tonight, made up my mind. I don't care what they sing. I don't care if they play my favorite. I don't care if it's a fast tempo. I ain't doing nothing. But I sat there, and the more I sat there, the more something was stirring on the inside because it's like a fire shut up in my bone. Well, I wish somebody so would catch on fire. What what, what most of y'all don't know is there is a stubborn streak in me you have never seen. And I got to tell you more and more lately, I find that stubborn streak button getting pushed. And I'm feeling it getting pushed a little bit. This past week or so, World Series was being played. Houston Astros and the Philadelphia Phillies. And they did something. They don't do it everywhere. But I saw something. I didn't, I didn't watch a lot of it. I, I saw bits and pieces. And, and, and when they were playing the games in Philadelphia, every time I may have looked at it for a few minutes, Brother Mike, every not some. Every young, old, black, white, all other colors, I'm sure rich and poor, educated, uneducated, the entire stadium was on its feet. The whole game. For a team that ended up losing. An apost- And apostolics come and can sit through service after service after service and do nothing for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Message Bible says it this way. You push me into this, God, and I let and I let you do it. You were too much for me, and now I'm a public joke. They all poke fun. Come on, Pastor. Don't you know that this isn't really the norm anymore? Come on, Pastor. You know acting like this in church is just not what it used to be. Come on, Pastor. You know that yelling and screaming behind the pulpit stuff is not really in anymore. Oh, Pastor, you know you're not supposed to be getting all sweaty and worked up preaching anymore. I, 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 they, they, they're, they're making fun. They may make fun. Every time I open my mouth, I'm shouting murder or rape. And all I get for my God warnings are insults and contempt. But if I say, forget it, no more God messages from me. The words are fire in my belly, a burning in my bones. Listen, 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 listen. I'm worn out trying to hold it in. I can't do it any longer. 
I'm sorry, some of you got this thing, well, if God speaks to me to dance, I'll dance. If God speaks to me to run, I'll run. Then I presume if you're married, the only time you ever tell your spouse you love them is when they say, tell me you love me. Give me a hug. Give me a kiss. My wife likes it when I kiss her on the cheek. Every now and then she'll she'll, she'll tell me. But I I try to remember because it just does a little something more when it's like a fire. Shut up in my bones. I'm sorry, y'all. It's now my turn to do to my kids what my dad did to me. I had to sit where they're sitting. No, no, no. Stop, stop. Some things you reap what you sow. Other things you sow what you already reaped. It just is something a little different when it's voluntary. Well, if God tells me to dance. I got a question. All you former bar goers, former drinkers on Friday and Saturday nights that you dance too. I got a question. Did you sit there at the bar, belly up to the bar, sit there? Well, if the devil comes and tells me to dance, I'm going to dance. I got any, any, any of y'all that ever, I know all that's under the blood, but any of y'all that ever went to the club, did, they, did you tell what you did? You got up and went home that night and never danced. Well, the devil never told me to dance. No. I suppose I never been there. I wasn't, I never thanked by the grace of God, I've never been there. But I suppose some of you. You, you pulled up to the bar for a few moments to get a little drink, but while you were sitting there at the bar, it was a little foot tapping. Mm. You were just sitting there long enough to get your little drink. And next thing you know, you've got the groove on. Mm. Yeah. You got out there in the bar. I'm going to dance, 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 dance all night, all night. I guess she was thinking, when I think of her looks and what she might do for me, I'm going to dance. I need a hotel room tonight. I don't think I'm going to be allowed to go to my house. My kids and my wife are going to bar me. No, that's not the way it works. Some of you precious folks, well, if God will ever tell me. I love it. I, I love watching on Sunday mornings when, when, on, when we sing some fast songs. I love watching Sister Agatha back there. I, I don't know, Sister Evans, I think she's got to be in her 70s at least, maybe older. 75, 9, 79. I'm 51. I can't hear too good anymore. 79. 79. 
You see her back there on Sunday morning, boy. She's out in that aisle. She's getting with it. Don't tell me you're too old. If you can stand, you can at least rock. And then I, I know some, well, Brother Rod, I hear you, but that's just not my personality. Come live with me for a week. And see if personality is an excuse. Sometimes I'm about as dead as the doornail, as they say. This isn't, I know some of y'all, his personality, it's in, I'm not, I don't mean that negatively. You, that you're, you're a vibrant, lively person. And so you give the same thing to God. That's wonderful. But don't tell me personality. It's not a personality issue. It's a fire issue. It's not an age issue. It's a fire issue. Anne Arundel County needs Antioch Central to not just have the Holy Ghost, but it needs it to have the Holy Ghost and fire. That no matter how much you want to keep it in, I can't keep it in. It's just like fire. Shut up in my bones. I got, I got stirred up a little bit. I, I mean this positively. I'm not throwing him under the bus, but I got stirred up a little bit the other day. We were, I think we were just sitting around the house, and Timothy, was. he said, you know what? I kind of miss CLC and the services there because they were crazy. Say what? You miss them because of what? We didn't get here by being dignified. We didn't get here by being calm, cool, and collected. We got here with people that had Holy Ghost fits every now and then. And we got here with people that it was just like fire shut up in their bones. Oh, pastor, you better be careful. If that's the way you're going to preach and this is the way we're going to act, I ain't bringing my friends here. Oh, well. We didn't get here by being dead. We're definitely not going to get to where we need to go and the promises of God by being dead. I heard the story years ago. They were, I think, testing out it when the person had told the story. They were testing. I don't know if they implemented it fully or not. But they were testing out this device that they would put on firemen. And it measured motion activity. And so when those firemen would go into the fire, if they stood still for too long, an alarm went off. An alarm went off 
Because if you're still in the fire, something's got to be wrong. I'm trying not to listen to a few alarms going off tonight. I'm trying not to hear a few alarms going on because some of you, I'm about to come get my hand on your head because I hear an alarm because you're in the fire, but you're not moving. If you're in the fire and you're alive, something's got to move. I've spent, I've spent so many years working so hard in worship and preaching not to hype anybody. Don't hype anybody up. You can't hype anybody up. You can go to a concert and it's okay for them to hype you up. You can go to a ball game. You go to the, I guess they do it at other teams, but I'm, I'm, I've been raised around the Orioles and that's where I've been to games. And, and you're sitting there, everything's kind of calm, and all of a sudden you're. What are they doing? Trying to hype people up? Over something that you've got no guarantee it's going to be worth your hyping up over. Folks, we've got a guarantee. We got a guarantee. We got something. If you're going to get hyped over something, why not get hyped over the fact I've got the Holy Ghost just like the Bible says. He's coming after me. And he's not just going to give you the Holy Ghost. What would happen? I, this, this isn't, this, I didn't read salt and light verses tonight, but this is really a salt and light message. Because how do you sit on the job? How do you sit in a classroom? How do you walk in a place of business? How do you, how do you go around your neighborhood? When I think of the goodness of Jesus. And all that he's done for me. My, my soul cries out. And I, I just, I got to let somebody know. Now, I didn't say you got to invite somebody to church. Just tell somebody about Jesus. Baptize me, Jesus, with the Holy Ghost and fire. Baptize me, Jesus, with the Holy Ghost. I don't want to settle for some cute, nicely packaged Christianity. If that's what you want, you can get it all over the place. If that's what you want, there's plenty of options. Plenty of options. Plenty. In maybe a little bit different way, but I, I can relate a little bit to what Jeremiah said. God, I, I'm saying all this stuff and all I'm doing is getting persecuted for it. And, and I, I, I preached it a couple of Sunday nights ago. I may not be getting the external and outward, but the enemy's been persecuting my mind. 
You know, oh, you can't preach that stuff anymore. You can't do that anymore. You can't act like that anymore. You you can't you can't do those kinds of things anymore. You gotta. So, well, brother, right? If we if we if we keep acting that way and 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 we we got the fire burning, people are gonna come and they're gonna come and when they see all that, they're gonna say, "I'm never coming back here." Yeah, just like you said. There's a bunch of you that came. Said, if I get out of here, I will never be back. And then some of you went one step further. If, and it's an if, if I ever come back, I will definitely never act the way they're acting. How'd that work out for you? Some of the craziest ones that have ever been around Antioch are some of the ones that were the most adamant. I ain't ever coming back and if I ever come back I won't be acting like that. What happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. A little bit of Holy Ghost and a little bit of fire. Because fire will make you do some things that you would not do without it. Uh. I've said it before and I will say it again tonight and Lord willing, I will say it in the future. I would rather people come to a church service and sit through it and say these people are crazy. I will never be back than to come and sit through a church service and they say these people are just like every place else I've been. I'm never coming back. If they're going to say they're never coming back, at least let it be said they're never coming back because we're crazy. Then them say I'm never coming back because it ain't no different. Let it not be said that they come and sit through a service and say, well, I fell asleep there just like I fell asleep someplace else. Oh, God, I don't know. Maybe there's no, I don't mean to be offensive. It may just, may, you may not just be coming to mind. But God, give us some of those saints that we've had through the years that you would sit and see guests, brand new visitors walk in, and you'd sit there and say, God, please, Lord, please, just for today. Lord, please, actually, I can Lord, please, just for today, would you, would you put concrete blocks on Josh's feet? Lord, please, just for today, would you give Brother Lewis a sore throat? Lord, Lord, please, just for today. I, I don't mean all the time, God, but just today, because, you know, I got a pretty dignified guest here. I know y'all have never done that. 
but I've done that a few times from the platform. I see some classy looking people walk in. God, just, did we just, just, just dial it back a little bit. And without fail, they had a couple of Red Bulls that morning. And they didn't just do the crazy stuff they normally did. They went to a whole different level of crazy. Let me just let me just tell you a little secret in case any of you are worried. We got some people that are a part of us now that have been used to some of those other places. And they showed up and experienced this here and said, this is what we're looking for. There's a lot of places that have the Holy Ghost. But how many places have the Holy Ghost? And, and, God, don't let us just have the Holy Ghost, but let us have the fire. I think I'm done preaching. So it's up to you to do whatever you're going to do. Baptize us, Jesus. Baptize us afresh and anew with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Somebody just needs to fan the flame a little bit. Somebody just fan the flame. If you'll fan the flame a little bit, the Holy Ghost will fan the flame. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Y'all got some fire burning down here. Why don't y'all spread the fire out a little bit? Come on, we got some aisles. Y'all can spread the fire a little. Let's not have a campfire. Let's have a blazing fire.
Some of y'all need a breakthrough tonight. Paul and Silas's chains didn't come off until they praised. They didn't praise after the breakthrough. They didn't praise after the victory. They got the victory because they prayed. 